would say the hope is that it happens this offseason. Both sides, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, to get together and do a contract that benefits both. I don't think Matt Judon's getting tagged, uh, but Ngakwe could get tagged. Are you sure it's actually me? And they go, it's got your picture right next to it. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Always look yeah. at the blue check mark. Welcome into the lounge. We are approaching the start of free agency, which is a wild time around the NFL. I think it's going to be even even crazier this year, despite a, a shrunken salary cap. Uh, but it, it's it's going to be wild. So we brought in the big dog. The heavy hitter. I'm certainly not talking about you, Garrett, because you are about <laughs> Thank your, you. That's quite the introduction. I'm glad that you teamed me up. I appreciate it. <laughs> you're eight hole. You're eight hole hitter. Actually, <laughs> I usually say you're about six. You got a little pop. You got a little pop. I'd say you're a classic six batter in the lineup. Don't hit for a high average. Get those ribbies. Bring home those bring home those guys. They set the table for me. The heart of the lineup. The heart of the lineup sets the table and I bring them home. <laughs> yeah. No, not you. Not talking about you. We are talking about NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. Uh, he has his ear out for all the buzz, and he's going to give us, you know, us internal guys, we ain't told anything. Ian gets told stuff, so we ask him for the, for the details. Yeah, that's always one of my favorite questions is uh, fans will sometimes ask her family, like, when did you know X, whatever that is? When did you find out that the Ravens, had traded for Yannick Ngakwe? Or when did you find out that so-and-so was signed? And the joke is normally like when I saw it on Twitter. And Ian Rappaport is typically one of the main guys who gets that news out there first. So whenever Rap Sheet puts it out there, that's when I know it's confirmed. That's right. So Ian Rappaport, as you all know, is an NFL Network insider, and you can follow him on Twitter at Rap Sheet. Make sure you get that right, okay? At Rap Sheet because... You know, as as I'll ask him, there's a lot of fakies out there. <laughs> well, this is the time. This is the time where you got to be careful. You got to look for the blue check. You got to be on high alert. You got. There's a lot of people out there, and you've you get burned. I want to say three times a year during free agency, three to five times a year, you get burned by a fake rap sheet, by a fake Schefter. It gets you every time. It gets you every time. All right. Well, yeah. Don't don't give it away. All right. We're gonna ask. I'm gonna ask Ian about that. So. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Ian. Ravens fans, if you've been reading the scouting reports, you know that Ram trucks are Motor Trend's back-to-back truck of the year. The Ram 1500 is a top pick with an available Hemi V8 engine, e-torque hybrid technology, and a 12-inch touchscreen. Plus, it offers a truckload of available features. It's the same with the hardworking Ram 3500 Heavy Duty. For generous cash allowances and great lease offers, Go to Ram.com and take advantage of all the great deals happening right now on a wide selection of Ram trucks. Well, really excited to be joined by Ian Rappaport. Uh, Ian, I'll start here. Have you ever been duped yourself by a fake Ian Rappaport Twitter account this time of year? Because you got to beware. You got to beware. Have you ever been duped? Been like, you know, you had a beer and then you're like, wait, I tweeted that? (laughs) You know, it. It doesn't quite happen like that, but it does happen where people will call me really angry about something I reported. And, you know, everyone reacts fast, right? So usually it's like they say a bunch of choice words. They get really pissed at me. And why did you tweet this? I've had a million calls. And I'm like, I actually don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, well, you know what you tweeted here. And I'm like, I'm not sure. And I always say the same thing. I said, are you sure it's actually me? And they go, it's got your picture right next to it. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. 
I'm aware, but I actually got to check the blue check mark and just make sure it's actually my name. And then they go, oh, okay. Oh, but, all, right, all right, all right. Let me make some calls. And then they'll call their client or usually their client's family back and be like, okay, actually, <laughs> you know, this was not Ian. But it, uh, it, it's, it's sort of the cost of doing business now. You know, what also happens is I'll see fake accounts of other people and I'll see some sort of major news and I'll be like, oh, I got beat on this. And they'll be like, oh, wait, it's a fake account. So, <laughs> anyway. anyway. Well, that's good to hear that that even you fall into the trap sometimes because I've had a few retweets that I uh, immediately got called out on. Oh, brutal. <laughs> always always look yeah. at the blue check mark. And usually if it's something about players fighting or calling each other something that players would never call each other, usually it's a fake. It's <laughs> <laughs> good words of advice right there. So, uh, so Ian, one thing we want to – Start the conversation with you on is uh, the big potential news for the Ravens this offseason, which is around Orlando Brown. Um, and he tweeted, obviously, recently that he's a left tackle. Um, and, and you've been on this story. Uh, so is your understanding that basically he's asked for a trade and that is something that is in the process? Where does that stand right now? Yeah, I know Orlando Brown would like to be traded. Uh, I know he would like to play only left tackle. And, you know, for a lot of teams, this is this would be really a no-brainer. You have your really, really young, talented right tackle, got a chance to play left tackle, played well, team went into the playoffs. Obviously, the you know level of production was pretty good, um, really good when he was in there. So usually you'd say, okay, cool, well, we'll move him to left tackle and go forward. Obviously, he's not Ronnie Stanley. And, I mean, I can confidently say – there's not a lot of Ronnie Stanleys that exist in this world right now. I mean, all pro, <laughs> rock star, extremely rich and well, properly compensated left tackle. Ronnie Stanley is not going anywhere. Just signed a huge deal, of course, and it sounds like his rehab is going well, too. So what do you do with Orlando Brown? And I think for you know the Baltimore Ravens, trading him would make sense, provided you got enough. Um, this is... You know, if someone is going to trade for him, if someone is going to say, all right, I'm taking Orlando Brown, making him my left tackle, and then probably giving him a new contract, you know, that's going to be a premium pick, right? I mean, no, the the kinds – I'm not saying it's going to be, you know, two ones like Laramie Tunsil, but you're, you're talking a premium player. You better give up a premium pick. So I think where the Ravens are right now is either have two great tackles, one of whom is disgruntled, or – you get incredible value out of your right tackle, get him traded, get a pick, and you have obviously what went into his play the last couple of years, and you kind of start over at right tackle, which is not a bad place to have to start over, especially because you already have some options there. Right. So is your understanding that the premium pick would be a first-round pick? Like That's where the bar has kind of been set for the Ravens to, to pull the trigger on trading a, a two-time Pro Bowler? You know, I don't know that it would have to be a first round pick because, you know, the mm -hmm. price is dictated also by the fact that he'd probably get an extension. So it's maybe, you know, like let's say Orlando Brown was under contract for three years. Let's just say that, you know, then a team might give up a one um, because, you know, you don't have to pay him when you have to pay him. It lowers the value a little bit. Right. I think they could get a one. I think if they got a two, um, you know, that would all. That would also be pretty good. I mean, where the Ravens are right now, it's just going to have to be something that would be worth it. It would have to be enough to where they say, we can't not trade this player. And actually, you know, 
Baltimore is in a really good position. They kind of often find themselves in these positions where they have really good players. And it's like, how do I fit all of these really good players into spots instead of, Oh man, where am I going to find another tackle? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like how do you see it playing out? Because, because they, they certainly the Ravens could trade him like you're talking about and, and get that really good premium pick or they keep him and he, they put him at right tackle, and then you have your tackles at least for this year set. And then, you know, after next season, he would probably hit free agency. You know, there's value in that approach too, where you basically have another season of two of the probably the best tackle tandem uh, in the league. How do you see it playing out? I mean, if they were both on the field at the same time, I I, I would feel pretty confident it would, in saying it would be the best tackle tandem in the NFL. It's just. Does Orlando would Orlando Brown be willing to play right tackle and show up? I mean, we haven't seen a ton of players just sit out. It basically doesn't happen anymore. I know he would be not happy to come back and play right tackle. Very, very not happy. Um, that would be hard. So to me, the best option is to trade him, get great value, whatever it is. Um, and you know, the thing for Baltimore is it, it doesn't have to be now, right? Like. It could be closer to the draft. It could honestly be during that draft weekend, right? Because let's say you're a team who, you know, you, you hope to get a starting left tackle in the first round. You don't get one. You just can't get the guy you want. You know, wake up on Friday of the second round of the draft. You say, maybe I should call the Ravens. Um, that's why they're in mm -hmm. such a good position now. They don't have to do anything. They can just wait for it all to come to them. And, and I mean – I don't know for sure what it's going to be, but like the off season is going to be a little different this year, just like it was last year. So it's not like you need Orlando Brown to show up anyway. So there really is no rush from the Ravens standpoint. Interesting. Yeah. I think the value of tackles went up after everybody watched the Super Bowl too. So the well, Ravens yeah, and, have that then, going for them. Well, and then what's interesting, well, first of all, you're hundred percent right on that, but also all we've talked about this off season is quarterbacks, right? Like, it's quarterbacks right. being moved and where are they going to go? And are they going to be traded? Are they not? That makes the guys protecting them become much more valuable. That's why the Ravens are in a really good spot here. Right. So speaking of extensions, you know, Lamar Jackson is the other big one, right? Do you expect that that happens this off season or, or next off season? I would say the hope is that it happens this off season. Um, and if you're Baltimore, you know, they've had a lot of success doing deals early. Um, there's been some teams that have missed on that. Um, I would say I'm, I'm pretty confident that the Ravens know what they have in Lamar Jackson. And for him, there is benefit to doing a deal early. He's someone who, um, who obviously runs around who it's not like he takes a ton of hits. Like I don't, I, I'm, I'm not even convinced that a running quarterback takes more hits than the quarterback who's in the pocket. I mean, we can, you know, there's an argument yeah. to be made on both sides. Like I remember you're you know, speaking I, our language, man. We've been making that argument for a while. I feel like, <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, which is, which is a quarterback more susceptible to hits when he can see it coming or hits when he gets right. hit from the blind side. Anyway, I think it makes exactly. sense for both sides for Lamar Jackson, and the Ravens to get together and do a contract that benefits both. The Ravens have very smart people doing contracts. You guys know this. I think they can come up with something that makes sense. And I think they would benefit from doing it early and he'd benefit too, because he would get the kind of security that any player wants. Is, is the contract extension that you would expect Lamar to get, is that in the Deshaun Watson range? Patrick Mahomes obviously he set a new bar 
uh, last year with, you know, but he was coming off a of Super Bowl. What is the range that you would expect Lamar to be in? Yeah, I mean, I I would say it would range from something, and some of it will depend on, you know, does Dak Prescott get a new deal? Because if he's going to get a new deal with the Cowboys, March 9th would be basically when they would have to do it because they would have to tag him, right? So we'll see where Dak lands. If Dak is getting like $38 million, $39 million, you know, Lamar Jackson was an MVP, you'd think he'd want at least that, right? So, and of course, for Lamar, it's two years out because he's still got two years left or one and then the fifth year option. Um, Some of it will depend on Dak, but the price is only getting higher. I would say high 30s at least. Um, And we'll see where it goes from there. They do have a little more leeway because he's got a couple years left. Um, And that's why I think it makes sense to do it now. So you can give him, you know, a high value where he's happy with it, but also give yourself some room to kind of play around with the cap numbers because he's got some years left. And Ian, just to be clear on this, you know, because things are pretty tight lipped around the Lamar Jackson camp, I think by design, Uh, you know, his mom's his manager, Lamar's his own agent. Have you heard anything from their camp regarding whether they want an extension this offseason or, or are okay waiting? I have not talked to Lamar Jackson's camp about his contract specifically. I've talked to plenty of people in the know. I have not talked to Lamar Jackson or his mom about it. So I don't, I don't know specifically what his mom would think. I do believe, as far as I can tell, that uh, he's not going to hire an agent to do the deal. So presumably it'd be he and his mom, which makes it interesting. Um, you know, on one hand, it eliminates some variables. On the other hand, it brings some new ones into play. So it's going to be fascinating to follow kind of going forward. Mm -hmm. Another interesting contract extension potential for the Ravens is Mark Andrews, tight end. Uh, He's also in that same class with Lamar, with Orlando, that great 2018 draft class. Um, Eric DaCosta talked about the potential of extending him uh, this offseason. Again, is this one you can see happening? Is this one that would have to wait as the salary cap comes down? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, the salary cap makes it, now, he's in a little bit different place from Mark because he's got just one year left. But the salary cap makes it interesting. You can definitely do it. Um, you just have to get creative. And I think for for teams who want to do deals, you know, you're going to have to in some ways project what, you know, what this cap is going to be. It's going to be probably 180 to 185, somewhere in there. We kind of know that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what next year is going to be. It could be 200, could be 210, could be 215. I really honestly don't know because I don't know how many fans are going to be in the stands next year. So it is a risk for both sides to do a long-term extension. It's not impossible, but it's definitely a risk. Um, just because if you're an agent, you know, you could be leaving money on the table. If you're a team, you could be giving what you think is a discount, but compared to what the cap is, it's really a lot. So, uh, you know, I could definitely see one this off season, but I would imagine we might have to know a little more information before you see a lot of deals really going into the future. Right. Now, the, the most pressing situation is with the two unrestricted free agents, and, and that's an outside linebacker, Yannick Ngakwe and Matthew Judon. We got some big names here we're talking about, Ian. We, the Ravens have a lot to figure out this offseason. Uh, there's some buzz now that the most recent buzz seems to be that, hey, neither of those guys might be back. What's what's your gut? What are you hearing on that situation? Yeah, I'm I'm not quite there yet. Um, I don't think Matt Judon's getting tagged, uh, but Ngakwe could get tagged. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but mm-hmm. it would actually make some sense 
because remember he took that reduction from the franchise tag. So his, I believe his tag would be a couple million dollars higher than the 12 million he took last year for a pretty good edge rusher. That's actually pretty affordable. Um, and they just, they just keep them and they try to work out a long-term deal at some point. I haven't ruled out in my head, the possibility of Ngakwe getting the franchise tag, you know, obviously again, you'd like to do a long-term deal. Um, but the, Franchise tag to keep him there at a pretty, you know, expensive but somewhat moderate price is not a bad, not a bad thought either, especially mm-hmm. at a premium right. position. You know, we just talked about the the lower cap. Do you think that there could be a situation with some of these pass rushers? These two guys are an interesting example. The Ravens also have Tyus Bowser. Basically, the entire outside linebacker room is all going to be on the market for the Ravens this offseason. That some of these guys could go out there. Yeah, they go out there on the market. And they expect to get whatever the number is, 12, 15, 18, 20 million. And, you know, and then all of a sudden a week goes by and the money isn't there. And a lot of players, I think, could probably find themselves in that situation. And then either they could revert back to the Ravens using the guys that we just talked about or the Ravens could get a guy from another team. Is that how you expect free agency to play out with this kind of in general and the pass rusher position? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say in general. I would expect free agency to be a little slower. You know, usually you get to Monday, everyone's like revving their engines. You can get to Tuesday and deals are flying and people are throwing money everywhere. And there's guys coming in with bags of cash and tossing them at free agents. I don't know that it's going to be like that this year. I mean, guys are going to get paid, but then there's going to be a large group of veterans who have been released and then players who have waited their whole lives to be free agents who are like, where's the money that I thought I'd be getting? Like, I think you'll see, a lot more guys on one-year deals than you've ever seen just because of the way the cap is. And a lot of times guys aren't in a hurry to take a one-year deal. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we might get through the first week of free agency, look at our list and be like, I can't believe how many players are still available. Like that definitely, that might happen. And that's going to be obviously a different, you know, a different situation that we've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's really kind of the worst position to be in for a free agent is be the unrestricted free agent, especially one that's looking for that first big contract. And you're just like, uh, what's going on? Like, I feel like Matthew Judon could be in that situation where here's a fifth round pick from Grand Valley State. He's looking for that first big deal. He's coming off getting the franchise tag. You know, like you said, the franchise tag looks expensive at $20 million for Matthew Judon. But now he's out there and he's like, a good player, really, really good player. But he's like, where's the money coming from? And that's if you're going to spend money as a team, you know, if you're going to go to your owner and you're going to say, I'm going to spend $17 million, like mm-hmm. in this cap situation, you know, it better be worth it. And, you know, obviously Judon plays a, a key premium position, but I'm just saying like, you better get returned for that. So that's, what's going to be so interesting for teams is like, are they much more reticent to throw money around on players who are pretty good more so than years past? I think that's, that's possible. I think it's going to be a little different this year. We'll, we'll throw one more name out at you while we're talking about uh, edge players here. And this might be stale by the time this podcast gets posted, but any chance on JJ Watt for the Ravens or is he going to Pittsburgh or Tennessee or something like that? Uh, would be surprised about Pittsburgh. Um, I'm just not sure they have the cap space. They got a quarterback right. situation. They got to deal with Right. There. Yeah. You know, I think there's, I think there's some really good options. The Bills have been mentioned. Um, Colts got a lot of cap space. Cleveland. Titans would obviously be, you know, his hometown of Green Bay Packers sort of hometown team. You know, I, 
I would say this, like I haven't heard the Ravens specifically, but I would never be in a situation where I would say the Ravens are definitely not interested because I've done this too long and too many times a key free agent comes available. And then I find out that the Ravens were involved and either they got him or you find out later they were just involved. So like, I would definitely not rule the Ravens out. I just haven't heard it, you know, them as far as anything being imminent there with Watt. So even whenever, whenever the off season in Baltimore, we are obliged to talk wide receivers. That's just part of the process sure. here. You know, February, March, this is just <laughs> what we do. Uh, so there's some big names who are going to hit the March market. Uh, Allen Robinson is probably the top of that class. What do you think? Do you think the Ravens could be in the market for any of those top receivers? Robinson, Galladay? Uh, I'm just, nope. I'm just not sure any of them are going to be free. You know, mm-hmm. like Allen Robinson could be free. You know, they'd have to tag him a second time. Be a lot of money, but obviously he'd be worth it. Galladay probably getting tagged. Godwin probably getting tagged or, you know, those guys will either get tagged or do a new deal. Um, You know, those are kind of looking at my list. Those are kind of some of the big ones. You know, I think this year, especially with the franchise tags, like how many just key big time receivers are going to be available? Like, I'm not sure that many, you know, it's always like you look at the list this year and you're like, Oh man, I can't wait for all these receivers. And then by the time you get around to it, it's like two guys. Right. That's what it'll be. This you're year. crushing, you're crushing a lot of dreams in Baltimore right now. I want you to know that. Well, they can still run the ball. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> still run the ball. Exactly. <laughs> is, is there any veteran? I mean, it's hard to project who's going to get released because that's going to change the market dramatically, but is there any veteran wide receiver that you say, all right, this guy might come in at the right price for Baltimore. Who's not going to come in with the, the duffel bags of money. Like you're talking about earlier. Um, you know, Sammy Watkins would be an interesting one. I mean, he's battled injury concerns, but when he's been healthy, he's been really productive, um, especially in big games, big moments. Um, you know, that would kind of be one just off the top of my head. Um, you know, I'd have to kind of go back and look at my list, but I I think what you're going to get is more of kind of the not second tier, but kind of the one B of receivers. And, you know, you can get some really good value there. Um, like for instance, the you know Panthers got Robbie Anderson last year, right in that wheelhouse of kind of like one B, and he was really productive for them. So you can hit on those guys. You just got to make sure you spend it in the right place. How do you expect the Ravens to address their offensive line? That that's become a, a big talking point in Baltimore, obviously with Orlando Brown and all that. But you know, I think they'd like to upgrade at center. They'd like to upgrade at right guard. You know, they never really found that guy to replace Marshall Yonda. Not that I'm saying right, I mean, anybody could, right? Uh, Right. That's a high bar. Um, but like, do you expect them to, to be active in free agency regarding the offensive line? And if so, like, are, are there any kind of good fits in that market that you could see stepping in? Um, you know, I, I would say potentially in free agency, again, there'll be some guys cut and, you know, really a guard more so than anything. Like you can find, you can find some guys to kind of slot in, you know, usually the draft is probably the best spot there just because it's the cheapest. Um, and, you know, if mm-hmm. you're a team that's looking to rebuild one spot a lot, the draft is a great place to do it because it's a lot, again, like it's a lot cheaper. Um, but, you know, there'll be some, there'll be some good players available. Like is Mitch Morse going to get released in Buffalo? You know, that would be one. I know he's had some concussion issues, but like good player, veteran, probably not going to be that expensive. Like would they look at him if they're going to, 
you know, make a move at the center position. I mean, there's, you know, Nick Easton, another one who was released by the Saints just because of cap concerns. He's out there now. Um, there's going to be some players you can get some good value on. I just don't know how quickly some of these guys are going to want to sign if they just got released. Well, well the next few weeks are going to be interesting. I think the biggest lesson that we're taking away from here is we you got to look for the blue check. That's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be looking for the blue check next Before year. Before you name. hit that retweet, just look for the check. <laughs> just because you see rap sheet doesn't necessarily mean it's the right one. You got to look for the blue there check. And exactly. uh, hopefully Ryan doesn't get duped again this year. Awesome stuff, Ian. Really, really appreciate it. <laughs> All right, thanks for having me, guys. Really enjoyed it. Passionate fans, winning traditions, and legendary toughness are why Ram Trucks and Ravens football go hand-in-hand. When it comes to power, luxury, and technology like an available 12-inch Uconnect touchscreen, you can't find a better light-duty or heavy-duty truck. Go to Ram.com to find your local Ram dealer, schedule a test drive, and experience everything that goes into making dependable Ram trucks. Great deals are going on right now. You can shop online at Ram.com. And you can get your new Ram truck delivered right to your door. Well, great stuff from Ian. Uh, he's an NFL Network Insider. You can follow him on Twitter at RapSheet, R-A-P-S-H-E-E-T. Uh, so really good insight. <laughs> Did you spell it out for yourself there, Ryan? Was that Yeah, was exactly. I'm just making sure people got it. Making sure people got it. Uh, you know. It's going to be – it's so crazy when you go through the full list like that when we're asking them and you're like, man, there's a lot of really good players who are up this season. And, and not all of them are unrestricted free agents. It's not like all of them have to get a contract, but all of them want a contract. And uh, the Ravens it's, – it's a puzzle, man. And I don't know how the Ravens are going to fit it all together. Like you get done talking about the extensions for players and whether you can bring back players on your own team, and then you're like, wait, why am I talking about the possibility of even bringing in somebody from another team? Like, can we even afford to sign anybody? <laughs> you know? I know. Well, then uh, we even had – we had a bunch of guys on the list we didn't get to, like the restricted free agents like Gus Edwards or Derek Wolf. Right. We partly talked about Tyus Bowser. I mean, we could have we could have di- really taken a deep dive into every guy and every possible contract scenario for the Ravens because there's a bunch of them. And yeah. uh, it, it is going to be interesting over the next – three weeks to see how all this plays out absolutely uh so let's jump into a question as always you can reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net this one comes from owen likely very loyal listener owen is he says hey garrett and riot ryan just wanted to start off by thanking you and the media team for the continuous content it's been a big help in getting through my least favorite time of the year the months between the end of football and the start of baseball <laughs> yeah that's that's a dark I can time. identify with that yeah, it's a dark time. I uh, said, anyway, back to everyone's favorite off-season topic, wide receivers. I heard a lot of talk about potential free agents that the Ravens might target this off-season. Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, A.J. Green, Corey Davis. Uh, but I have, I have heard very little about the possibility of Antonio Brown joining his cousin here in Baltimore. I'm interested to see what the market for him will be based on his past issues on and off the field. Do you think this could be a good fit? Do you think it's realistic? Let me know your thoughts and keep up the amazing work. Uh, it's a good question, Owen. I, I, I think that's that's interesting. I don't see Antonio Brown fitting into the Ravens' plans, despite you know that he he made a comeback, uh, was granted a comeback uh, to the NFL, and you know he played okay for the Bucks. You know he didn't put up eye popping stats. He had a good Super Bowl, scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. That's good. Um, but it wasn't like Antonio Brown like came back and all of a sudden he was the Antonio Brown 
of of past years that was tormenting the Ravens, you know, as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Um, mm-hmm. So I just don't know whether the juice is worth the squeeze, to borrow a phrase that we like to say in our department. Um, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I just, I just, I, I don't think so. I mean, you still have like the character concerns, right? It's not like all those have just melted away all of a sudden. Like I'd still have question marks and be concerned about that. Um, and, and now he's shown, he, he had a big enough sample size, I think, to show what kind of player he is right now at this point of his career. And is it enough to make you say, yeah, I, I, I want that, you know, that's going to be my target. I don't think so. Yeah. Here's the thing. I mean, the Ravens were clearly, I don't know if they discussed it or what, to what extent, but Lamar Jackson was advocating last year that the Ravens signed him, worked out with him in the offseason. Antonio Brown, or um, Marquise Brown, obviously would have loved to have him here. And the Ravens opted not to do it. And so there was all this buzz, all this chatter about it last year. The Ravens ultimately passed when they had a chance to get him. So I don't, given all what you just said, I I don't see them going and making the decision now to go sign him. I mean, look, I guess it could happen. They passed on Des Bryant initially, then went back and got him last year. Um but I don't really see it happening. Uh, but with Des Bryant, yeah. like you knew that there was, uh, th- like, what was it? Two years prior, they had reportedly offered him a contract that he turned sure. down, a multi-year contract. And so, like, you knew that there was definite interest there. We've never heard from the Ravens that, yeah, Antonio Brown's a player we want to bring in ultimately, like, or like even seen sure. signs of that. Yeah, it's totally it's a much much different situation. I only sit, use yeah. that as an example just to say, ultimately the Ravens passed on Des at their beginning of last year. Then they ultimately went back to him. Yeah. You know, even though they passed on Antonio last year, could they go back? You know, yeah. I don't see it happening. I agree. So as always, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Keep those questions coming every single week. Yeah, here's what I think is going to happen at wide receiver. They're going to bring it. They're going to add. I don't even know that it's going to be a um, 1B tier player. I think it's going to be a second tier player. Like, it's going to be a free agent who we don't even know is a free agent right now. It's, I don't think it's going to be an unrestricted guy. It's going to be somebody who gets released, and it's it's late in the free agency process, like we're talking about, and guys are looking for money, and like they're like, all right, this guy at, a, at that price, I'm interested, you know? And, and we've talked about this before. They're a run-heavy team. Run heavy team. Yeah. They're not going to sink big resources into a, a wide receiver. Like they've consciously made the decision of building the wide receiver core through the draft and letting those guys grow with Lamar. And, 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 you know, they prioritize things differently than other teams do. That's just how it's, it works in Baltimore right now in the Lamar Jackson era. Well, the other thing too is what you're talking about is something that they've done. They've they, they've taken that approach time and time again. Sometimes it works out, yeah. sometimes it doesn't. Uh, you know, Michael Crabtree is an example. They did that with Crabtree, it didn't work out really with him, but they also did it with Steve Smith where he got released. So they've gone that mm-hmm. route, and it's they've had some success. And there's been some times where it doesn't work out. So I don't really think that's necessarily straying from a formula that they've tried before, and now it's probably even mm-hmm. more in that direction considering what you're talking about, which is the resources that you would advocate, you know, you would put towards the run game, put towards the offensive line, put towards extending Lamar Jackson. Ex- allocate. Yeah, what did I say? Advocate. What did I say? Yeah, I, I got advocate, you. You Allocate, allocate, allocate. <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I, I just, I, as much as I would love to have an Allen Robinson, 
or a player like that, that, sure, that would be awesome. And maybe if the salary cap were $220 million, it would be more likely. Uh, but the Ravens have all these different players we just talked about trying to re-sign, uh, trying to upgrade offensive line. There's only so much money to go around. Right now they have about $18 million in salary cap space projected. So that's not enough to re-sign all those guys and get the number one receiver on the open market. So, um, yeah. you know, I thought Ian, you know, laid it out pretty clearly there. So, uh, before I go, we do want to make sure the fans remember to take your crown Royal water break, stay hydrated, stay Royal crown Royal Canadian whiskey. So really good stuff from Ian. Yeah. I was going to suggest a water break for these fans. who think we're bringing in a huge big time wide receiver. Take your water break. Well, you got right? Cause you, you're drunk. You take the water break. You take the water, you take the water break. <laughs> then you take the crown Royal break. Um, <laughs> No, but uh, really good stuff. We're, we're going to try to get some more guests over the course of the next couple of weeks leading into free agency. And like we always say, send us those emails. And we'll let you know what we think. And uh, we'll get to as many of your questions as we can. So thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back with you next week. Mm-hmm.